What's going on, spooky fans? Welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. I'm your chilling host, Ruben. And I'm Quinn. And we, oh man, do we have a, a story for you today. Yeah, this one yeah. was good. Did you like it? I like this one a lot. Okay, I'm not going to lie, I picked this one legitimately earlier this morning when we woke up. <laughs> I had nothing planned for this whole week. Like, nothing. <laughs> but I decided to take a page from your book, and we went with a little bit more of a thriller um, drama horror movie. Yes, I think so. Wait, I think that would be the genre you would put it in. On? Yeah. This is a thriller. Yeah, this is a really big thriller. thriller. The movie that we picked this week, Spooky Fans, is called Hush. Okay? Before we get into it, do you have any news? Any uh, Anything that we need to kind of go over? Any major topics? No housekeeping. I don't no think housekeeping so. today? Okay, cool. Well, awesome. This house is clean. <laughs> well, then let's go ahead and just dive right into the movie here. So, Quincy, have you ever seen this movie before? I have not, but I've heard you and our old roommate talk about it a lot. Yes. So, this is actually my second time watching it, and I'm not going to lie. Even the second time through it, I was still like, what the fuck? Yeah, this like, movie had like... The, there was one part at the end... I was very upset about. <laughs> I bet. I heard you gasp so many times. It was it was great. I love watching movies like this with you. It's awesome. But uh, Hush was made in 2016. It was a... It wasn't a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. That's where actually where we viewed it. Um, it stars Kate Siegel as Maddie. Do you know what she's from? Or anything else that she's in? I do not. I just okay. know that she was very pretty. Yes. Oh, she's yeah. No. So she she was very, she's very pretty. She's actually in a, some of the other Netflix original series, such as The Haunting of um, a Bly House and The Haunting of, of Hill House. Oh, yeah. She's in those. She's in those shows too. She was in. It's from when I looked it up. It said that she was in Oculus, but I don't remember her that much in Oculus. Me either. The one with the the evil mirror. Yeah, I don't remember, remember either. It's yeah, been a long time I, since we saw that, though. Yeah, that is. We saw that in theaters. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when it came out. Man, that's crazy. Um, then also we had John Gallagher Jr. And please tell me you remembered where he was from. John Gallagher Jr. I yes. know the name. Okay, he was he was the, the killer. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't Th- know. That, that's John Gallagher Jr. He was in the Belko Experiment. I love that movie. Yeah, he was the one in, in the in the end of the movie of, of Belko's uh, experiment. Was he the main guy? Yeah, really. Uh huh. Remember? Yeah, he was the one that, that threw those little uh, the little bombs in the, the people's jackets and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, I really liked that movie a lot. We I like that movie that too. That was a good movie, also. But this movie, uh, so it does start both of them. Uh, John Gallagher Jr. is just known as the killer, and Kate Siegel is known as Maddie, and. When we start the movie, we actually find out that Maddie is a writer, and she's living out in the woods, and she's deaf. Her house it was gorgeous. Dream house. Oh my god, I want it. Beautiful. It was just amazing. Um, we find out that she's actually got. She became deaf at around the age of thirteen due to meningitis. It was meningitis, right? Yeah, she's deaf okay. and mute because of it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I missed that little blurb on the on the book. Whenever they were, uh, they zoomed in on her and like, oh, she went death at 13 because mm-hmm. I was writing down stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, we find out that she is deaf whenever her friend Sarah comes over to talk about the book and, you know, they're signing and we find out that she can, she's really good at lip reading too. Very good at lip reading. Yeah. She, she did an awesome one. I really like this movie just because of the fact that it, it builds it up in a nice way for everything else that we're about to go over. Yes. And the, I think they, 
I, I don't know if it was this was the meaning or if this was intended, but the attention that they put into the sounds in the movie, I think it was intentional. Was really good. Like it was, yeah. it was very prominent. The every sound you heard, so it was like you as a, a hearing person were getting like this heightened sense of awareness mm-hmm. that Maddie didn't have. Right. I I really do that think that they did that on purpose just to amplify the the like you said the effectness that it had on us versus it would have on her mm-hmm. because while her and her friend sarah are talking maddie was actually trying to cook dinner which it again, looked that's, so good it looked good but that's got to be hard to do again if you can't hear like the alarms or anything like you got to be watching that like a hawk well her roast i guess that was in the in the oven it looked like there were lamb shanks i think so yeah, I think it was like lamb, uh, little little little, little baby lamb, lamb shanks with yeah. bone. Well, the alarm goes off, and the house is full with smoke. And her and Sarah go back into the house, and they pull the smoke alarm detector off the wall. And Sarah signs to her, and you know makes the comment like, "Jesus, that thing is loud, and that thing is like super bright." And uh, Maddie says, "Yeah." Well, she signs back. To her and says, uh, yeah, you know, I can feel the vibrations through the house. So if it goes off, it'll wake me up if, if you know, if I'm, asleep. If, if I'm sleeping and stuff. Which, by the way, I really want to learn how to do sign language. I would love to. I would. I really want to take classes on that. Like, that's just, I don't know, that's awesome. If any of uh, you spooky fans know of any great links or something like that, hit us up. <laughs> As it is, I can Let me know. only sign bitch A-N-T. <laughs> Is that because of this movie? Uh, I learned bitch from this movie. <laughs> uh, but I did know how to... I learned A from mm-hmm. uh, the AAA girls. Yeah. And I know T because I was in Boy Scouts. And oh, they taught okay. us the alphabet. But uh-huh. I only remembered T. Oh, okay. I mean, I learned how... I learned uh, Kisser and Storyteller. Oh, and I learned J. Oh, is, okay. You just scoop just, with you your just scoop with the pinky. <laughs> well, uh, Spooky Fans also in this movie, too. There is subtitles. So be uh, ready to read on some parts. Again, she's deaf. You can't. She doesn't really talk. So. Yes, which I thought was kind of cool. They I, included it. They kind of, he kind of puts you in her shoes, but not really. Yeah. So after they kind of turn off the smoke alarm, she leaves it there on the counter, and she's telling Sarah too that about her. She asked Sarah about her book, like what she thought about it, and and what she's, what her pretty much her idea on on the book, the first book that she wrote. And Sarah's telling her like, oh, I loved it. You know, you had me guessing on all these different endings and. Maddie tells Sarah, yeah, you know, I always write out like five or six different endings because I just don't know which one to go with. Yeah, it's like a movie in my head and I hear my mom's voice. And yeah, I hear a voice and Sarah's like, what do you mean you hear a voice? I thought you were, you were, uh, you were deaf. And she's like, yeah, no, I hear my mom's voice kind of thing in my, in my brain, in my head telling me, um, about all these different endings and about all these different things and just, you know, kind of how the character should survive and, you know, how all this stuff happens. So she, uh, so it starts getting late and Sarah decides to like, okay, hey, I'll see you later. We'll check on you another, I'll check on you, um, on the next day, you know, my boyfriend, John, um, we have like plans and stuff like that. So she leaves. Yeah. She says he'll be home in an hour. Yeah. We can hang out if you want, whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, Maddie goes back into the house, you know, has the doors locked and she's there cleaning the kitchen. And all of a sudden you see. Sarah run back up and slam on the doors and everything and of course you know which that's gotta suck because again Sarah's like pounding on the doors and 
since you're deaf, you begging don't hear anything. Yeah. yeah, she's begging for help because apparently there's this guy that's a that's a killer. That's that's there. He stabbed her so many times. I wrote that down. Why? 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 He stabbed her so many times. Like, he, okay, first he shot her with a bow and arrow or not crossbow. A, a crossbow in her shoulder while she's screaming. And then whenever he gets to her, he stabs her like what I counted like ten times, I think. At least six times. Like and was... then he stops and he's like, Okay. And then he just goes back in and stabs yeah. her some more. Like that was violent. Very violent. Excessive. And, and from what I remember of like our true crime stories and all of the true crime stuff that we listen to and everything, usually stabbings like that that are that violent usually come from a connection or something yeah but, but this dude was just straight up yeah crazy just went to town and so after he kills her after he kills sarah he sees that maddie's there in the kitchen with her back turned to the door and he's like we made a lot of noise how come she didn't hear so he starts knocking on the door and maddie doesn't turn around so he's like okay all right this is uh interesting so Maddie goes to the living room and she starts working on her book again, um, just writing down, trying to finish out writing at the ending of which ending she wants to go. Yeah, for she has what novel. I think they said seven. It was seven endings yeah, she had planned seven out. Seven different endings that she had planned out, and she's there writing it. And the killer actually ends up coming inside her house and was legit standing right behind her with the knife, like ready to just stab her and everything. And I was like, I'm not gonna lie, that was intense for me. It made me very uncomfortable that okay. he was. So close to her, and he could have gotten her, and she was just blissfully unaware. Yeah, because he was loud as hell going into that house. He opened the door, he stumped around in his boots and stuff like that. He even, like, played with the with his knife, I guess, like, tapping it on uh, against his jacket. Making to try noise. and get her attention, yeah. yeah. to see if, if it was He was anything. not subtle. No, not at all. And th- the only thing that saved Maddie on this part was a... FaceTime call. From her sweet From sister, her sister Max. Max. Yeah. Uh, Max just calling to check in on her and everything. And he and Max tells her, like, hey, you shouldn't be living out there alone. You know, you should come back to the city with me and mom and everybody. I worry you know, about you. I worry about you and stuff like that. And, okay, back to what you were saying before, a key thing on detail. I loved how they focused in on stuff. Because even Max was like, whoa, I saw something behind you. Yeah. Like, they they was, were like... Yeah. Somebody's going to see something, like you kind of figure somebody would. Yeah. But. And the uh, reason why Max saw something is because the killer uh, grabbed Maddie's cell phone off of the counter. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I saw that. What's going on? And Maddie was like, oh, it was probably my cat, which the cat's name is Bitch, by the way. I spooky fans. That. that was awesome because I thought at the beginning part of the movie when she was talking to Sarah about like, oh, hey, my cat got out kind of thing. And Sarah's like, what's the name of the cat? And she's like, oh, don't worry, she's a bitch. And yeah, you're like, well, that's her name. Well, that's her name. <laughs> well, so Max tells her, you know, like, hey, I love you. You know, stay safe. I'll reach back out to you uh, later on, you know. We'll see you later. And we'll, we'll chat more. So that's the end of the call. This is the point where I was like, okay, so Sarah's dead. Her husband was supposed to be home at an hour. How long has time elapsed between the murder, the dinner burning? And I was like, I wonder if the killer is her husband. Like, I wonder if this is like, because, you know, passion, a crime of passion. Yeah. Maybe Sarah knows the killer. Okay, I can see that. I don't think time went by. I don't think a lot of time went by from when, because, again, as soon as the they turned off the alarm, they were still sitting out. They uh, were outside and it was already getting dark. Okay, yeah. So, so it would not I, I would say maybe 
10 minutes. 10, 15. 10, 15. Because Sarah was also walking. And she ran straight back to the house there. So it it couldn't have been that long. It couldn't have been that long whenever the killer got her. So at this time, Maddie's there on uh, sitting back down on her couch. And, you know, she's like, okay, people pay me money now. I finished my book. Ending, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, she's know, just like typing bull stuff, crap on her computer. It's funny. And then she gets a picture from her own cell phone. Of her sitting on her couch. Yeah, of her going through the house and stuff. And Maddie's like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And as more pictures keep coming in, she starts freaking out. Which, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna freak out. Like this one. This is one of those movies that like really kind of takes the whole extremeness to I'm being watched and it, the thing like overloaded, and you can't hear. The like, reason it gets to you is it feels like it could happen. Yes. Yeah. It reminded me. This movie reminded me a lot of The Strangers. I mean, yes. I know it had a lot of the same feels and stuff like that to it, but I feel like this one didn't really get a lot of credibility when it came out. No, it like, didn't get a lot the, of people, the like, attention. A lot of people that I've talked to about it before, they were like, I've never heard of that movie. Like, I've never even heard about anything like that. And I found it on Netflix. Like, right when it the, came out. Yeah, around the time that it came out. And it was just because I was sick one day. I was here at home and I was sick and I was like, I just need something to watch. And of course, I put it on and I was like, I can't go to sleep now. I have to finish watching this movie. <laughs> but anyways, I, digre- I digress. Sorry, everybody. So she starts getting the pictures and she starts freaking out and she sees one of the pictures of her sitting on the couch And the only angle that you could really take that picture from was from the front door. So she slowly gets up and she looks out the front door only to see this guy in a porcelain mask. This creepy, like, sad old man face mask almost. It's like kind of droopy. Yeah. It's very strange. And she sees that and starts kind of, not like hyperventilating, but you can, like, the gasp. Kind of yeah, thing she gets <gasps> tense because yeah. she's like, oh, shit. And they kind of have like a little stare down when she just books it straight to the door, beats the guy, beats the killer, slams the door and locks it. Yes. You know, she locks everything down. Yeah. And then she starts going through every single, uh, every single door, every single window and starts locking it down because he's like, OK, well, she can't hear me. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, kind of try to dodge her, I guess. She doesn't know. She doesn't. She can't hear which way I'm walking. Yeah. But no. Uh. Uh-uh. Maddie was keen on this. She was watching him through the windows and everything. Like she did. She was awesome great. job. Yeah. So after she uh, she locks all the doors and everything, she the the killer cuts the power right when she's about to call nine one one on her computer because she computer, realizes she doesn't have her phone. Yeah. She she can't find her phone, so she tries to FaceTime nine one one, which and, is awesome. That's and, I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know you could do it through FaceTime either. Yeah. But I mean, I guess since if she's deaf, it would be better for her to be able to see them. And also at this point is when he goes excessive and he slashes the tires on her car. She can't escape either. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So from there, again, the power just got cut. And after running around, she... uh, she writes something on the door. With her lipstick with that her, she finds in her yeah, purse. that she grabbed from her lipstick. And she wrote down, which, again, you're writing it backwards. Did you did you notice that? Again, you had to write it. Oh, you had she to write has such pretty handwriting for it to be backwards. Yeah. Excellent handwriting. Yeah. She wrote, won't tell, didn't see face, boyfriend coming home. So 
She's there on the stairs, and she flickers on her flashlight to show the writing uh, that she did in the lipstick. And the killer's right there, too. So, you, you again, you kind of jump, and you get tense because you're like, oh, how Dang. long has he been standing yeah, there? watching her do watching that. Watching her do that, you know? And he kind of looks at that writing and laughs. And, of course, folks, what happens? He takes off his mask, and he's like, oh, you see me now. He looks like a fucking mouth breather. <laughs> He takes off the mask, and I could hear him just going, <sighs> like, he, he seems like the kind of person that would stand way too close to you and just breathe on you. <laughs> I don't know. He portrayed a really good killer in this movie. Because what I can remember him from the Belko experiment, he wasn't, he didn't act like this that much. No, he didn't. No. He, he was so, a very good actor. Yeah. But he was, it was very, uh, I don't know how to, I can't put into words exactly what it was about him. It was very off-putting. Yeah, there was some because yeah. he was clever, but he also looked really dumb. Yeah, he kind of. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. So when he sees the writing, he asks Maddie through the door, "Can you read my lips?" And she's like, "Yeah, I can. I can understand you." And he's like, "Cool, because I know you're lying. Your sister said that you need to move back with her." And he calls her Squish, which is yeah. what her sister calls her. Yep. And so she was like, "Oh shit!" He was in here a lot longer he was, than I thought he yeah. was. And he's like, I'm going to go ahead and kill you. Like, I can kill you anytime I want to. I can get into this house. There's nothing you can do. You can't hear me. How long can you last? And then he, he like, leaves off the porch. And she doesn't know where he went. Well, she gets a little frantic. And she before she kind of, like, breaks down, I guess. No, I wouldn't even really say break down. She- no, no, no. I would say break down. Because it, it's getting up to that point. She does the smart thing, okay? Weaponizes? Weaponize yourself. Uh-huh, and hunkers down. Spooky fans, what do I always say? Grab a weapon. Grab something to defend yourself. Doesn't matter what it is. Grab something. You know, so she grabs a hammer and a knife. Perfect. Kudos for her. One for each hand. Yeah, dual wielding. Love it. She goes into her room, and this is the part that I was kind of like, uh, this is a 50-50 thing here, okay? She goes into her room, barricades the door in front of her, mm-hmm. and is sitting next to the window. Okay, the reason why I say this is like a 50-50 thing because, okay, first and foremost, I say it is smart that you barricaded yourself kind of in a room where you can watch the exits mm-hmm. and everything. Because, again, you have, to know, you have to know your exits, especially if you're dealing with somebody that's trying to kill you and, you're, and you have a handicap. Right. Okay? You need to know where, where they can come in, what's going on, like, how are you to defend yourself on anything of this. But on the other downside is... The killer knows that you have this handicap, so now you've locked yourself in a single room, and how how are you going to defend yourself that much? Here's my thing. May I input my information Of course. Here? If you were in a room, and you are back against the wall with a window on each side of you like she is, he's got to come through one of those windows. Chances are, he's not going to see you with your back against that wall, and guess what? Prime ankle cutting. You just jab it. As soon as he jumps <laughs> no, the window, you start cutting. No, and again, I, I agree with you on that too because you want to put yourself in the best survival situation for that. You know what I mean? You And I think that's what Maddie did. I think that's what they portrayed her as too because even though she had this handicap, she didn't let that stop her. No, she was No, she was ready like to go. full gone. Like, okay, I need to figure this out. I need to defend myself. I need to do all this stuff. It was, it was awesome. It yeah. was a very cool thing to see. So as you said, Maddie's there between the two windows and she's already barricaded the front, her bedroom door. And she starts hearing a tapping sound on the window or not really hearing a tapping sound. She sees the shadow of something hitting the window. 
So she slowly kind of looks over and she sees it's her dead friend, Sarah. The killer has is like holding up her hand and her head next to the window. And is tapping like, on the window. And like tapping a on the window. Yeah. And he's smiling behind her and like waving and stuff. And this is where she has her freak out. Like she has her breakdown, which rightfully so. Okay. You know, your, your friend is dead staring at you and he's like playing with the dead body. Kind of Using thing. her as a puppet. Yeah. So she pushes the, the dresser back out from, from the door, goes back out into the living room, kind of cries a little bit. And this is where she gets her great idea. Cause, um, Earlier when she went and got the lipstick, she kind of dropped her purse on the floor or dumped it out, Mm -hmm. I think. She went and got her car keys. Okay? Yes. Yeah. She went and got her car keys, and then from her car keys, she turned on the car alarm. To distract him because she realizes that Sarah put her phone in her back pocket when she walked away. Yeah. That's right. Go, Maddie. Remembering details and everything. Oh, my gosh. Because I didn't even remember that that Sarah put her cell phone in the back pocket. I didn't I, either until yeah. she showed. They showed like they a showed it flashback. again, again, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she did do that." I can't. I couldn't believe that. So the killer goes and breaks into the car to stop the car alarm. At this time, Maddie runs back into the room, opens up the window, and is like searching for searching her friend's body um, for the cell phone. Well, at this time, the killer, I guess, hears what's kind of going on because in the movie it's quiet. You can't. Yeah, but he either hears or sees her somehow. What she's doing? Because he comes back around the other side, and he tries to stop her. Well, as soon as she like ducks back in through the window, he gets to the window and she slams his hand down on it, and kind of hurts his hand. But he's you know he's stronger than she is, so he starts lifting up the window again. Mm -hmm. Well, she makes again another great call of I'm just gonna let this go. Grab the hammer that was on the floor and just swing. She doesn't even like think about it twice. Like, okay, let me wait till he gets a little closer to them. No, she swings and pegs him right in the arm with and the hook. Yeah, stabs him with the hook end part of the hammer. And of course, he screams, he falls back. She closes it, locks it, and the look she gave was a pretty much a fuck you kind of yeah, look. Or like, fuck you, buddy. Bring it. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down uh, without swinging. It was awesome. So from next, after she kind of gets there, she is going through um, the house. Hang on, I kind of lost my spot here on my notes. <laughs> he, he he kind of shows her the, shows up the window, and he's got keys in his hand uh, that he's pulled out of, I guess, Sarah's pocket. And I couldn't yeah. tell if those were the house keys or what, or he just had keys. No, I... I think he just had keys. Oh, no. He pulled out um, Sarah's phone, too, and broke her phone. Oh, yeah. And then left it on Sarah's back and was yeah. like, come and get it. Yeah, come and get it kind of thing. And then from there, she's kind of watching where he's going, and he's making he's making rounds around the house. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because she's, again, Maddie's like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? What's going to happen? You know? So she finally sees uh, – she kind of gets him to, to follow her through windows and stuff like that, and she kind of ducks down and and hides while he's, like, trying to look through the windows and trying to see where she's at and everything. She ends up making her way back to the front door without him seeing. Mm -hmm. And by the time that he gets to the other side of the house, she tries to make a run for it, which is really cool because she she gets out of the house and goes underneath the deck in the crawl space. Yes, and tries to run for it. I thought this was awesome. I was like, okay, cool. And the other thing that was really neat was that she put her hand on the crawl space on on the boards to hear the vibrations of where the guy was... You know, if he was walking up or down, and he did. He walked on the on the deck. He kind of looked through the doors again and everything, and then he walked away. 
Yeah, and she could feel where he was going from there. Yeah. And this is where we saw in the movie that he has the ugliest effing tattoo on his neck. I couldn't I, tell what I it was. I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it was like an octopus, but then at one point in time, it looked like it was like a tribal thing with a, like a, a cow skull. Like, you know, uh, one of the longhorn skulls. Yeah. It yeah. was huge and ugly. Yeah. I was really kind of... I was just a little weird. So, whenever she feels that he's gone, she tries to make a break for it running. Well, as soon as she gets... I would not even say 10 feet. No, not from, very far from, at all. From the deck. A arrow whizzes right past her head and hits the tree. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about the crossbow. Uh, you did too? At this point, I was like, yeah. where the, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I oh. was like, where did that come from? And yeah, so uh, an arrow just shoots by her head and she's like, oh God, and turns back around and tries to run back in the house. And luckily for us, the killer is not a very good shooter. Because um, he misses again with a second shot in the crossbow. Mm-hmm. But he watches her go into the house and yeah. he kind of taps the window with an arrow like, Yeah. I'm watching. Like, I'm watching you. And, you know, it takes the arrows and everything. So, again, I would say probably about maybe ten more minutes now have passed. Yeah. Like when she got back into the house. She now is going to her second attempt of trying to break free. This was again, genius. This was just, this was awesome. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought of this. Well, Okay, I take that back. I probably would have thought of this, but it probably would have taken me a lot longer than it took her. Oh, yeah. It would have taken me an hour to figure this out. Yeah. So, Spooky fans, what she does is she goes upstairs, and again, she's looking around to see where he's at. When he gets kind of close to where she... Not where... Not close to where she's at, but in in uh, in an area where he can hear her, I guess... She throws a flashlight as far as she can into the woods, so it makes it look like she's running. Yes, which and is a great idea. He starts to take af- He starts to kind of like go after her or go see what's going on. And then from there, she's like, "Okay, cool." She shimmies up out, out onto the roof, goes to the drain pipe. Was it the drain pipe or was it one of? Because I thought it was one of those. It was the gutter. She kind of walks along the gutter in the edge of the house, the eave. Yeah, and then she tried to climb down the... Trellis. Um, the tre- okay, that's what it's called. I couldn't remember what it is. I just I know it as like the the plant thing holder. On the side the, of the house. The, the plant ladder. Yeah, plant always, ladder. That's... I would always call it a plant ladder because I would see it in like a lot of like romance movies or, you know, where they have it on the side of the house and the boyfriend always falls off it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so she's trying to climb it down and again, she's trying to be quiet, but... Again, another thing that I feel like this movie did really well on is when you're seeing it from her side, the movie's quiet. So you're like, oh, she's being real sneaky. She's doing everything. But how loud is she actually being? Because you can't tell. Yeah. Because the killer got back real quick. Super quick. Like, and she didn't hear it. Super fast. And she, I mean, I would have been like, oh, I still have like five minutes or something. No. He came back and shot her in the leg with the crossbow. Which <laughs> I was like, damn it. Every freaking time I feel like she's getting a a, a break. Getting a leg up, she freaking gets... Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. But again, Maddie's kind of calm and collective about this. She pulls herself back up onto the roof, and the killer is reloading his crossbow. And so she kind of, like, peeks over the edge, and he fires again. And she dodges Matrix style. It was incredible. Yeah, I was like, okay, I see you, Laura Croft. Right? She does this, like... Death drop on her back with yeah. with the arrow still in her leg. I don't think mm-hmm. she's pulled it out. No, she yet. hasn't pulled it out yet because she doesn't pull it out until she gets back into the house. But the killer decides to crawl or climb up the the trellis mm-hmm. to come after her. To come after her, and she's just there waiting. And as soon as he kind of gets up there, she takes the crossbow away from him, punches him, knocking him off the trellis to, off the second story part of the house, and he falls down on the ground. Now this right here, 
I have something to say. This yeah. dude, I, I don't have another other way to put it other than he has crackhead strength. Because... He, that's kind of what I was going with, too. I will be 32 in a few days. And if I got knocked off of a trellis from the second store of a building, I would die. <laughs> I, I would die. I wouldn't be able to get back up. And this dude gets up and is like, oh, here I go, killing again. Yeah. And climbs up the damn trellis like he didn't just fall 10 feet onto his back directly. Yeah. I mean, I've fallen off of a ladder off of like eight feet before and stuff. And I mean, I got bruised up really bad. I, I didn't break anything, but I, I, I can totally see what you're saying, though. I to, would like, shatter like had, a porcelain figure. I really don't know. Maybe it was just adrenaline Maybe? or anything. Uh, I don't know. But so when he climbed back up, she's already through the back through the window. And again, she kind of gives him the look like, haha, F you. She also has the crossbow. Yeah, she took the crossbow with her, and you now she's locked back in the house. And again, she, she like I said, she looks at that and looks at him and is like, "Ha ha, I'm I'm winning. You're I have losing. your weapon. Yeah, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river." <laughs> nice reference. That was good. <laughs> and so with this, this next part too. Oh my god, this next part kind of tension. Hardcore. I need some tension tamer tea for the tension in this <laughs> this scene. So. They, um, so Maddie's trying to load the crossbow. And if you've ever load, have you ever loaded a crossbow before? I have not. Something I've never like shot that? a crossbow okay. before. The tension on those, on the lines are super tight. Like you have to pretty much like you need to put it on the floor to hold the crossbow down to pull back the, uh, the rope, I guess, or the, the shooty part. Yeah. We'll, we'll call it the shooty part. Um, it's the same thing like pulling back a bow, which you've done that before. You know, yes. how, you know how how much tension it has, right? Yes. So think of that, and it's just, again, it's it's hard for her because she's never done it. You know, it, it does take a lot of strength. So she's there. She's working at it, and the killer is just watching her like, you're never going to get You're never going to get it. It's not easy. Like, all this stuff. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> and when that happens, the killer hears John. Step in John. Sarah's boyfriend, John. Okay? Poor John. There's There's nothing going on in those eyes, is there? There's just... Nothing in between those ears when we're introduced to John. He's just simple, sweet John. Hey, dude was smart. Eventually. Dude was smart. But when we are first introduced to him, the killer has convinced him, oh, I'm a cop. I got knocked over by a guy, and this is totally me. I got stripped of my uniform. No, okay, he didn't say he was stripped of his uniform. But um, what had happened, spooky fans, was John is there calling out Sarah, trying to find her. The house is all dark, and... The killer comes around with the flashlight in his face and it's like, hey, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. And, you know, he does do the whole cop thing. Of, he you does. Know, you know, he did. He did it really well. He did the voice and the mannerizations, but he was clearly wearing a hoodie and khakis. John caught that. Eventually. But when he first came up, I didn't think he was catching it on. And I was no. like, John, no, you, you should have seen, like, no, you even saw his face because whenever they, he took, because again, the killer had the light on his on his eyes and the, his face the whole time, so he couldn't see. And then as soon as the, the killer took it away to take his wallet, that's when John was like, okay, you're not in clothes. You have a tattoo on your neck. You look like you've been beaten up and stuff. And John was even like, and, and you're a cop? And somebody where, called you. Where, yeah, and, and who called you? And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a call. And he's like, oh, that's funny because the person that lives here is death. And mute. And mute. So how did that happen? And he's asking uh, the killer questions now. 
you know, and the, and the the killer's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm a deputy, I'm in training kind of thing. I was just in the area and they called and maybe it was your girlfriend that responded. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, uh, you're probably right. My girlfriend called. Hey, did you know that there's a spare key in that shrub bush down there? See, he already had it figured out. See, I didn't he, see it that way. No, he, I, no, John already knew because if you noticed, he switched spots with him. He kind of made him like walk around. He so did. he had the upper ground because where John was standing originally, he was right there on the stairs versus where the killer was. So John slowly kind of like paced around, you know, like kind of when you're eyeing somebody down. Yeah. You're walking in the circle. So the killer ended up getting to the stairs. John got him to go down and he ends up picking, John picks up this giant rock and is about to like bash him in the head with it. Right when, um, Maddie, Maddie runs up to the runs front up door. To the door because she sees John and she's trying to get his attention, but doesn't see the killer. And again, this is one of those things that you were like, Oh, come on. The killer stabs John in the neck, folks. I wrote in big letters, what? mother of fuck, right? No, legitimately, I was like, the first time I saw this, I was like, come on. I was like, she was so close. She needs a break. Give her something, you know. She's losing so much blood. But kudos to uh, kudos to the, to the movie people for keeping us on edge. Yes, you know? they, they kept you on edge this entire yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. So the killer stabs John in the neck. And in the leg. Yeah, and John's there still trying to kind of like, defend himself and he takes a swing at the at the killer and the killer stabs him in the leg you know so and the killer's like oh yeah man you would have kicked my ass hardcore like man it's a good thing she kind of knocked on the door and distracted you because you would have beaten the shit out of me mm-hmm. you know look at look how tall you are look how strong you are and stuff like that all this other stuff and what we think john is dead because again he's kind of laying in a giant puddle of his own uh, blood. Of his, yeah, of his blood. But he wasn't like lying down, I guess. It was kind of like he fell to his knees. And, and like then his fell. body hadn't fallen all the way to the ground yet. Yeah. So the killer thought he was dead and kind of got in closer to, to see him. If you do yoga, it's the chaturanga pose. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if that we'll helps anybody that. relate to it. <laughs> and like a freaking bat out of hell, John jumps up, tackles the guy down. And puts him in and a puts sleeper him in hold. A, in a sleeper hold and is holding him and he looks up and tell like while he's has blood gushing out of his throat, he's like, Run. He tells yeah. Maddie out of the window, run, because again, Maddie can read lips. Yeah, she can see his lips. Yeah. And he's like, just run. Just run. And you can tell like he's like, I know I'm gonna die. I'm gonna try to hold him as long as I can. Thank you, John. Like, thank you. Thank like, you he, for your service. He 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 tried so much. He figured it out and again he was it wasn't one of those people that was just like, oh, da, da, da. You know, he tried. He fought. I feel like everybody in this movie fought really well. They really did. You know? Those that did fight fought yes. very well. And so he's there. And Maddie's like, cool. Here's my chance to run. And she hits the back door. And what she, we perceive starts she running. Runs. She runs. She pulls ass. And she gets caught. Yeah, the killer catches her and, and beats her head in with a rock. Beats her head uh, in with a rock. That's the end of the movie. Uh, sorry, this episode was so short. 
Um, I give it zero out of five chopped up cap cancelers. <laughs> and we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Stay spooky. Good day. No. <laughs> nice try. That wasn't it. Because that's what we kind of talked about earlier. She has this voice in her head and she starts to think of multiple scenarios of death. We had a twist of Rooney. Yeah, just a little twist. Kind of wanted to throw you off there, folks. Spooky I want to get fans. a soundboard so we can have that. Oh, so I can press a button and then I'll go. No, so it'll just oh. go, twist a Rooney. <laughs> We should get a soundboard. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. But she starts going through all of these scenarios in her head of like, okay, nope, I can't run. Why? I got shot in the leg with a crossbow. I'm losing a lot of blood. My vision's getting blurry. I'm getting weaker. I can't outrun him on my leg. Okay. What what can I do next? I can hide. Nope. Hide. I'll bleed out. I'll bleed out. I'm going to lose this. I can't wait. I'll bleed out. I can't do anything. Um, She said something else. I was uh, hide, uh-huh. wait, or run. Hide, wait, or run. Yeah. She's like, I can't wait because, again, I'll pass out. Yeah, I can't off. go upstairs because yeah. what if he doesn't find me? Then I'll die for sure. Yeah. And if I run, I can't run on this on this messed up leg. He's going to catch me no matter what. He's faster. He's stronger. But he's not smarter. Yeah. And she says that, too. And she's like, okay, so the only thing left, you know this game. Come on. The only scenario left to do is kill him. Is and kill she him. signs and kill. And she signs kill. Kind of at him. So, uh, the killer has actually woken up. No, well, yeah, I guess he woke up. John finally, like, ended up passing out and dying. Dying, yeah. And dying, and he let go right before the killer passed out. So he was, like, just catching his breath and everything. And he's like, okay, you know what? I think I'm, I've had enough time, like, playing around with her. I think I'm going to go and kill her. And um, the cat comes back in. Okay. <laughs> Again, another tense moment because you guys, Spooky fans, you know how much we are uh, fans of animals on this podcast we love the here. Animals. He makes a gesture like he's about to kill the cat, which he doesn't. He does not. He doesn't. Um, but this kind of leads it open to Maddie, where he, Maddie shoots him with the crossbow now. Finally, she gets it loaded. Yeah, I was like, yes, get him. And. Get him, I guess. <laughs> she shoots him in the left shoulder, like right above the heart, like on the collarbone almost. Yeah. And he drops the cat and bitch escapes. Yeah. Bitch, the cat runs away and stuff. And so she was like, yeah, you know, and she tries to run back into the house. And I hated this. This was a guys. We're getting closer to the end of the, the movie. And this again, it's starting to get a little bit more cringier. This was brutal. Um, She drops the arrow for the, the last arrow she has for the crossbow. And she tries to go back, and again, she kind of like fell down to to reach for it, I guess, easier? Well, yeah, because she's, I mean, she's losing a lot of blood. She's yeah. kind of weak. Yeah. So she's trying to, to get the arrow, and as soon as she, like, tries to reach for it, the killer jumps up onto the onto the deck and slams the door in her hand. And then stomps on her and hand then so many times. stomps on her hand, breaking her hand's in multiple places like her finger was bent backwards one of them was, was crooked yeah it was brutal it like wow wow spooky fans just wow <laughs> and you know so she pulls her hand back in she's there screaming and he's like i'm coming for you and I'm, she- I'm coming for you and again no fucks given at all. She reaches into her freaking leg wound and starts drawing on the window. Come and get, like, pretty much come and do get it. me. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm yeah. going to come and get you. And she writes, she do writes, it. She writes, do it in blood. Coward. Yeah. With coward. her own blood. Uh-huh. It, Everyone. It was awesome. Imagine this. 
There's a psycho killer outside of your home. You have an arrow wound in your leg and you just say, you know what? I'm going to fuck with this guy. And you stick your finger in your leg wound and call him a coward on your front door. Yeah, she calls him out pretty much. And she's like, don't be a pussy. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to do this. Let's do this. I'm tired of it. I'm already done. One of us is going to live and the other ones are going to die. Let's let's go. She's like, are you my cat? Because you're also a bitch. (laughs) Um, So from there, the killer gets pissed off, goes and grabs a tire iron and starts wailing on the doors. Which, by the way. What are her windows made out of? Right? Okay, he hit those things like seven or eight times and they didn't break. Maybe she was, like, safety conscious. Maybe she was like, okay, I live by myself. Bulletproof glass. Yeah, I guess so. Also, can we talk about her thing that okay, she does at I, this point? I, I think I figured out why the, the, the uh, windows were uh, that thick. Why? Well, because her alarm, the, the smoke alarm and stuff like that, it's super loud. So you, I guess it's not to disturb other people. Yeah, her neighbors you maybe know? if it's that loud. Yeah. So, okay, that's understandable then. She runs her computer at this point while he's trying to break in. Yep. Goes to her manuscript and writes down a description of him and says, you know, I love my family. Tells them, you know, what he looks like, his tattoo, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she writes at the very end, died fighting. Died fighting. Love you. Love you, mom, dad, Max. She runs into the bathroom. I'm taking over for this part because this was incredible. Okay. (laughs) She runs and hides in her bathroom again. And she's got a knife in her hand, and she's just sitting there, and she's kind of blanking in and out because the blood loss. And did you catch this? I didn't know if you caught this. We see behind her in the bathtub, like, sparkles. Uh And I was like, the killer broke in. Or Mm -hmm. she's dying. Like, that's an angel coming to get her or whatever. I Okay, the first time I saw this movie, I thought it was, like, the water or, you know, the shower or something. I don't know. Like, did she turn it on when she ran in? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure. So the killer breaks in. And he's standing behind her and he's got a knife like on her shoulder and he's saying, you know, it would be so easy. I could just stab you and your blood would go everywhere. And he kind of lets out this sigh and it moves the hair on the back of her neck and she turns around with a knife in her hand and jabs him right in the leg. Yeah, that was one of the most epic dodge moves that I've seen in yes. a killer movie. She dips like, and the knife literally goes like, over her grazes skin. her and doesn't cut her. Yeah, doesn't cut her or anything. It just like whoosh. Yeah, it was it was skates awesome. over her skin. Yeah. And this starts the epic our epic fight final fight scene. Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Which I want to see that too, by the way. Yes. This epic fight that they have. She runs into the kitchen. While he's struggling behind her, because now he has a leg wound. Twinsies. Yeah. She runs into the, uh, the the kitchen to grab another knife, and she passes out on the floor. Yep. And he hobbles in behind her. And I saw when she fell, there was something next to her hand. I yeah. was like, mm, it's kind of weird, obvious placement. Did you catch this? When he comes around the corner thinking she's dead. It's not there. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. She has a can of wasps, wasp... Spray. Yeah. Folks, wasp, my family. Wasp hoarded spray. My sister and I call wasps wops. <laughs> and it makes it very hard for me to say wasps now. Um, but there is wasps spray. And she sprays them directly in the face. Which, if you've ever had wasp spray, it says don't do that. Well, yeah. In big it letters. It burns. It's, it's a killer. It's a chemical killer. And she gets up and it just... All hell breaks loose, yeah, and I love it. it just starts it. It's great. So as soon as she sprays him with the with the spray, he's starting to scream and like, ah, oh, my eyes kind of thing. And she goes and grabs the smoke alarm that was left on the counter, turns it back on, 
and like shoves, shoves it, in, it his in his face. So think of this super high decibel uh, uh, smoke alarm that actually gives off vibrations. That's also like noise. a freaking flashbang. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the the light. It's like a, just a giant strobing light too. It's like a disco in a little pod. Yeah, so he ends up going into like um, sensory overload. Yes, kind sensory of thing. overload. He freaks out. He freaks out, drops his knife, is trying to figure out like what's going on because now he can't see, now he can't hear, he's blind and everything, which is great because I'm like, yeah. Playing field is now even. Yeah, exactly. And she. Does she. She kind of tackles she, him. Yeah. Like she starts swinging at him. Which yeah, she starts trying to swing at him. And again, he's a little bit stronger than her, so he kind of overpowers her and starts kicking her. While she's on the floor, and again, you're like, come on, like, I just wanted her to win. Yes. And the way they made the movie made it seem like like, she's... Like, no, like, legitimately anything was going to happen. Yeah. Because I could not pinpoint how this movie was going to end. This was anybody's game. Yeah, I had the way that I wanted it to end, hardcore, of course, and I'm guessing all the spooky fans that are watching this or listening to this right now are like, she better fucking win. Now. Like, I'm going to be so mad at you guys if she doesn't win. This is something (laughs) at this part of the movie that ties back to the beginning. I don't know if you noticed this. Which one? In the beginning, she opens a bottle of wine. It shows her opening a bottle of wine and putting the wine opener down. And she doesn't put it down in the kitchen where she opens the wine. She puts it by her front door. Oh, I didn't notice that. So when they're getting this big fight, that. he runs into the like little table by the front door and knocks the wine opener off. The corkscrew. Yes. Yep. So she, he is on top of her and he's strangling her. Yeah. And she's like... Life passing before her eyes. She's getting flashes of when she was a kid and her parents and everything. Her heartbeat's slowing down because you can hear her heartbeat. And she... Gra- she manages to grasp this corkscrew. At the very last minute, yeah, she touches it and it's just, I don't know, it's like that second adrenaline life kind of thing that happens. She's a bad bitch. You can't yeah. Oh my fuck yeah. She just took a DNA test and she's 100% <laughs> that, that bitch. bitch. <laughs> she grabs this corkscrew and jabs it in his neck. Did you see it went all the way through? It went all the way it through. It went all the way through. Like, it made two holes throughout his neck, and he's there starting to choke now on his own blood. Good. Yeah. It's what she deserves. <laughs> yes, she deserved the win. It was great. It was epic. Like I said, this fight scene was just... And he lets her... Wow. This fight scene was incredible. I We're not even giving you everything. Yeah. It was it's just tense. He falls off of her, and she takes this gasping breath in. And she's like, oh shit, I'm I'm good, I'm alive. And she reaches into his pocket and finds a, her phone and dials 911. And she's laying there, just the phone's like, dialing 911. I was like, oh shit, she died. Yeah, she passed out again. Or, yeah, she did something. And it goes to the outside of her house and she's stumbling out of the front door. And she sits on her front porch. And as she's staring off towards what I'm assuming is the road, yeah, you see blue lights kind of popping up in the trees coming towards her house, and then sirens. And bitch shows up, her cat. Yeah, and just there. Because like... sits next to her, and she smiles. And the movie ends. And the movie, yeah, that's a movie. I <laughs> loved this movie. I'm actually glad I didn't watch it the first time you told me to watch it. I was about to say, okay, because... I remember telling you about this movie like multiple times and stuff like that of how you, how you would really enjoy it and stuff like that and you never wanted to watch it. I'm going to tell you, everyone, all the spooky fans something. <laughs> if you tell me to watch anything ever, I'm not going to. I'm going to be completely honest. I have a really bad habit of doing that. I take all the information in and then I don't do it. And for that, 
I won't apologize because I'm a human. Because <laughs> I'm a human? Whatever. Uh, but aren't you glad that I made you watch this movie? Yes, then? this was right? a really good movie. And like I said, even through the second run through, I was still like, oh, come on. Like, it keeps I was, you on your edge of, the edge of your seat yeah. for sure. I was down to watch this movie. Like, I would honestly be down to watch this movie again with people that haven't seen it. Like, I just, just see the reactions. And again, I just want to see that fight scene again. Yeah. That thing was epically awesome. I love a good fight scene. Yeah. So, let me see here. Was there anything else about this movie that just, I don't know, just, uh, again, I really like this movie that I thought it was, uh, I would recommend this one for anybody, really. If they're wanting, like, a really good drama movie. Um, if you're watching it with, I would say, teens. Careful with the kids. It does have... It's it's kind of... Not gory, but there's blood. Yeah, there's... there's it, the Some of the, the fight scenes and some of the scenarios, they really are kind of brutal. Some adult sequences. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is available on Netflix, like yep. you said. That's yep. where we watched it. Um, something that I... I looked up something because I wanted to see if she was deaf in real life. Oh, no. She's not. But uh, the guy who plays the killer and the person who wrote the movie, mm-hmm. that is her husband. Really? John Gallagher. John is, Gallagher Jr. is her husband? Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. It was John Gallagher, the director of the movie, uh-huh. is her husband. They wrote it together. Wow. And she actually, really cool. uh, I think she wrote for the two shows she was in as well. For Oh, okay. The the Hauntings? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Those were, I mean, again, if you haven't seen those shows too, those shows were good shows. I actually just finished The Haunting of Bly House. I haven't watched them. Line. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you to watch them now because you just said that you don't want to watch anything. Okay. So. Well, now you know. Fine. <laughs> Alrighty, spooky fans. Well, was our ratings? Oh yes, that's right. Our, uh, man, I am off today. I don't know why. I'm... It's it's the robe. It's the robe. Oh yeah, that's you're right. too close. Like, if you're I'm wearing a robe. <laughs> I have my robe on today, folks. This is a very professional operation in our kitchen studio. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, in our kitchen studio. <laughs> well. Actually, no. You, I want you to go first. Since this was the movie that you... Uh, first time watching it, I, w- I want to know what you say. Five. You say five? Five shots of camp, camp counselors. Nice. For sure. Yeah, I would honestly agree with you. I would give it a five. This I is would definitely really give good. It a five. Yeah. I would. And, this, and, 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 and I think it's it's it gets such a high rating because it is also uh, kind of a departure from what we've done previously. It's kind yeah. of a one person versus one person instead of... One monster versus everybody, mm-hmm. or one teenager versus, versus the entire world. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yes, camp. five. Yeah, definitely give it a five as well. Um, spooky fans, on on a, a side note too, I do need some help with some movie recommendations. I've seen a lot of different scary movies, so I do have ones that I can think of. But I always feel like everybody's watched them. So if there's a movie out there that you uh, really want want me to watch or cover or anything like that let me know i will watch it unlike quincy (laughs) (laughs) oh also i am so excited because i get to pick the themed movie this month oh that's right yeah you get the yeah you have all the holidays i have all the holidays yeah because you get well no you get you have the holidays in april Yes, April. Yeah. Uh, we're still in March. We're still in bad. March, yeah. This is the last weekend of March. So, April, I get to pick two themed movies, and yep. I am so excited. Everyone knows what holidays are coming up in yeah, April. Yeah, and if you don't, I guess you'll have to just keep listening and find out which, which movies we cover. I'm very excited. And what holidays could they be talking about? Well, one's a real mm. holiday, the other one's not a real holiday. Eh, eh, depends yeah. on who you yeah, are and where yeah, you're from. Depends on yeah what you're talking about. So... 
All right, well, Spooky fans, thank you for joining us again for another great episode. I'm your chillin' host, Ruben. And I'm Quinn. Stay spooky, spooky friends.